Hey guys, and welcome to the Mommy Tribe, where you get not one, not two, but three mom spurts on your side, talking about all things in the hood of mother. Sit back, relax, send the kids to bed, and let's dive into this week's episode. First and foremost, let's get to know your tribe mamas. I'm Gina. I'm 29 with two boys under two. I'm Jess. I'm 29 with two girls, eight and five, and one boy who's two. I'm Rachel. I'm 29 with two boys who's 10 and four. So we've been friends for over 15 years, tackling all types of challenges, triumphs, but none has been quite like motherhood. We decided to make this podcast to share our expert advice and challenges with other moms needing a tribe of their own. So this week we're dishing on expectations versus reality of motherhood and the mom guilt that follows. Okay, so uh, I feel like before I became a mom, I had like this envision in my head that like I was going to be the type of mom that like I was going to feed my kids like nothing but organic food. I was going to do, you know, like letting them learn everything on their own, kind of like Montessori type, um, super patient, limited, like electronics, like the whole nine yards. That was like my dream and vision of when I became a mom. And that's a joke now. (laughs) Yeah, same here. Like my kids were going to be those diaper commercial children, like the messes they made, we're just going to be funny and we're just going to chuckle through them. And I was going to have homemade baby food. They were, I was never going to scream. They weren't going to watch TV because that's not going to be our thing. And, you know, I sent my kid to bed 35 minutes early today because he was being a pain in the butt. Life slaps you right in the head and it slaps hard. See, I had a different look upon motherhood. I was in survival mode with Nick. I was the oldest of a single parent home. And when I was pregnant with Nick, my expectations were my reality. It was going to be a shit show and it was, it was my monkeys and my circus. My expectations as he got older though was nothing compared to reality. Like I remember listening to my husband and the jokes he would be out. Oh, it won't be that hard. All they do is eat, sleep, and piss. If you're, <laughs> yeah, if only it was going to be like that, dude. He got a rude awakening. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. single single child household. Um. He really thought that Nick would sleep through the night within, you know, a couple weeks. It took over a year. So, yeah. Oh, the joys. So I feel like I had really, really high expectations. And I don't know if it was because like, and I don't know if you feel the same way, Rachel, but like, I mean, like you had Nick like pretty young. I had Allie like pretty young. Like I wanted to like prove people wrong because I did have Allie so young so like with her like I was hardcore like I'm making my own baby food you know I fed her like the free range chicken nuggets kid like barely watched tv like I really was trying super hard for like that picture perfect like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna rock it I'm gonna show everybody wrong type thing and then you know, me and Joe decided, oh, like, let's just throw another one like into the mix. And then it kind of got like a little sticky. And, you know, some things I did not do. Um, And then, you know, we threw a third one into the mix. And now it's kind of like, 
oh, Joey just like ate a Dorito off the floor and he watched three movies already today. And that's just how we roll now. (laughs) See, I felt the same, but the opposite. Like I had my kids later. So I was like, oh, I have no excuses. I'm doing this when you're quote, quote, supposed to. I'm doing it quote, quote, the right way. This is going to be so easy for me. And it just, it wasn't. Like the only thing I've held strong on that I said I wasn't going to do is he doesn't have a tablet yet. And I'm holding off as long as I possibly can. Everything else though has gone right out the window. TV is on and popping when I need to cook in the afternoon and he's, or he's hyped. Like it's happening. Pre-Gina baby thought it was going to be so freaking easy and adding a second baby I don't know why I thought that would make things somehow easier. I'm like, oh, he's going to have a playmate. Yeah, no, no, it's not a playmate. It's a death match. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that. I don't know. Like, I just had like this really high expectation, like to the point where I was like, I'm never going to feed my child McDonald's, which is a joke because my kid's favorite meal is a happy meal because they like the chicken nuggets, they like the french fries, and you know what? They double on the fries at this point. <laughs> so I, I feel like people try to tell you like that your expectations are not always going to be your reality before you have a baby. And like in my head, at least, I was like, no, like you're wrong. Like I'm strong. I'm going to do it this way. I'm not going to give in. And then like it just did not happen the way I expected it whatsoever. It was kind of like a, do you know the commercial like for V8? Like, and they like slap you and like, should God V8? And they slap you in the head. Like, that's literally like how I feel. (laughs) I mean, that my biggest slap was having Waylon because Wyatt was such a chill baby. And I thought the baby stage, like everyone says that's the hard stage. So I was like, yeah, I killed it. Let's have another one. No, babies are the easy stage. Like, Sure, you may get a little sleep deprived, but nothing prepares you mentally or physically for the promotion from sweet baby to tiny dictator that is toddlerhood. Like, oh shit, grip on pa- on parenthood, like completely broke off. It's been four months and we're just now starting to find our footing. And like, literally I had to throw Waylon upstairs and let him, you know, whine it out because he just wouldn't take a nap. See, I really feel like four months isn't that bad. So like I had all these expectations for Elias. Like I knew what I did with Nick. Like I knew everything that I had messed up being so young with a with a kid. Like I just thought I went through the tiny terror stage. We we're good. Like he's a little bit more self-sufficient. I can give more focus to him. And then we would have like these perfect little, you know, baby brother and and big brother and I should have known when I told Nick that he was getting a baby brother and not a sister that nothing was going to be right like nothing would nobody would ever be happy at one time everything is a comparison and everyone's always miserable they're always fighting I don't get it like you should love each other so like I'm not sure if that's just like same-sex sibling thing or just like siblings like in general Because, you know, Allie, who's eight, and Chloe, who's five at this point, are always fighting, always comparing when it comes to each other, like, to the point where I literally thought we were in, like, a cage match the other night because they were, like, going at it. Um, My reality when I realized I was going to have two girls 
was like, oh, I have two girls. They're going to love each other. They're going to play with each other. Dolls do their hair, whatnot. And they were somewhat like close in age, but I felt like far enough that like they weren't going to argue. And um, yeah, like I-, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking to be quite honest with you, because that's not the case. Like they literally go at each other's throats like at least five times a day. See, like I really thought like when we were trying for Eli and the months kept passing by and I was like, oh God, they're going to be so far apart. And I kept stressing over how far apart they would be. And then once I finally got pregnant with Elias and I was like, oh, it's going to be the same distance in age as me and my brother. And I mean, like, look, Joe and I are so close that he married Jessica. So like, I really thought it was going to be like a match made in heaven, like the perfect age. And uh, no, they hate each other. more than annoyed we got into this huge like just 20 minutes before I was like okay I'm done like you guys gotta stop there's all these things it's always I gotta fight we gotta punch kick scream hold each other down and check check or whatever I mean you're painting such a beautiful picture of my future (laughs) they're closer together it's like an even match Nicholas could literally kill Elias like literally kill him he's like three times his size and i will catch them fighting so hard and nick will be having him pinned to the ground and i'm surprised elias can even breathe because nick is laying on top of him as he's throwing punches it's like something out of a movie yeah that's my biggest fear that they're going to wind up killing each other my boys (laughs) so like it's the opposite for me it's like so chloe's younger than Allie. But Chloe will like lay the smack down on Allie <laughs> to the point where I have to like literally like grab Chloe to get her off of Allie. Yeah, it's definitely Eli that starts it. Like Nick's just bigger, way bigger. So it comes in. So I think like one of my big mom guilts that I have right now is that the whole like working situation so like for me wise you know I work from home due to this whatever we're in like a panorama (laughs) or pandemic as everybody likes to say and I always said like you know like if I worked from home I could do so much more with the kids I could be more active I can you know be like that like I don't know like Betty Cracker type mom but yeah I still get to work and like it's just not the case I feel more guilty now than when I actually went to work and I'm not sure if it's because like I'm typing on the computer and I have my one-year-old like running up saying like mommy no get away from the computer or if it's the fact that like my middle and my youngest like don't understand that like listen like yes I'm home but like pretend I'm not home because I'm working so I can't play with you constantly and we can't do arts and crafts and go outside and this and that because like I'm I'm literally trying to work and I just have like such like mom guilt right now to the point where I actually had to send Joey to daycare because like it just got to be too much I felt like he was more upset being home than just being sent to daycare at this point, just because like he was so upset because like I was always on the computer. I was always on the phone. I was always, you know, just always doing something when it came to work. So it got to the point where I sent him to daycare and now I have that guilt of, okay, well, technically I'm home. He's at daycare. He could be home with me, but I feel like 
I don't know. It's like a double-edged sword. Like, I, I can't win. <laughs> See, this is where my expectation versus reality crushed me straight in the lady parts. I, I definitely have more time with them than when I worked in the office. Um, that's where mom guilt was drowning. Like, to the point that there was days I couldn't breathe. Like, I'd be sitting at my desk and have a str- literal panic attack. And would have to use some kind of lie just to get out of the office so that I can drive the two blocks down the road to peer through the window at Elias because I was so guilty. Like it was, it was insane. Um, like I, so when I thought when I was switching from, from working in an office and not just handling bedtime and getting them up and fighting them up and fighting them to bed, now it's like another type of struggle and. It's like, no matter what, I'm still going to have some type of guilt. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter how I plan. Somewhere, some, like, I just feel like there's no good flow. There's no time where I can give undivided attention to them, which I guess will never happen regardless of what I do, but, and it's not healthy either, but it still causes me to feel guilty. Yeah. See, I thought being a stay-at-home mom exclusively that like all those expectations I had would be so easy. Like my only job is to be the best mom out there. How could I fail? And it still, it took, and it still takes me a while to accept that just because my reality isn't what I expected it to be, it doesn't mean that I failed. For the longest time, I thought I was failing because my kid now watches TV and he loves chicken nuggets and we do double fries. I don't know who on earth gets apple slices at McDonald's, but I thought all those things and the fact that my child is now speech delayed, I thought all those things meant that I failed. And all those expectations that I previously set were set with what I knew at that moment and not what I know now. So I just have to remember to revamp those expectations as we go. Yes. So honestly, like in all reality, I feel like like it doesn't matter like if you're like working like 40 hours a week like in an office, if you're working, you know, like a hybrid schedule where like sometimes you're in an office, sometimes you're home, or where you're just working from home like completely in general, or even just a stay-at-home mom. I think in the long run like I feel like everybody has mom guilt but at the end of the day like you just have to remember like okay you're doing the best you can we all are doing the best we can we're still like bomb moms at the end of the day I mean I know I'm a bomb mom (laughs) so (laughs) I think you just have to sometimes like you know as like you're cooking dinner or like cutting up that peanut butter and jelly just like tell yourself like "Mm, look at that peanut butter and jelly I just sliced up like that's bomb because I'm a bomb mom (laughs) Yeah, we're all just doing the best we can with what we have in that moment. And even though we can say not to feel guilty all we want, that mom guilt's never going to go away. But sometimes you need to stop, take a break and check that bitch because she's heavy and she'll smother you if you let her. Something my mother-in-law taught me the night before my wedding as I was trying to get all this stupid frill frill shit together. So much wasted money and things that we didn't get put together just because... In my mind, I thought it was exact, you know, each little detail was so important. And she said to me, don't stress yourself, just enjoy your day. 
um, that no one's going to remember the little details. It's just the overall picture. And I, I take that little bit of advice almost every day. I look back on my day and even for just the, the normal basic, not trying to be Pinterest mom, but just the basic things. When you look back at your childhood, do you think our parents did everything with the expectations of how they thought? Nope. But overall, we look back and we can remember the overall picture. I just hope my kids can see the overall picture when they look back and they don't need therapy because of it. <laughs> well, I mean, like, if your kids might need therapy, then my kids definitely need therapy. So um, I really do like that advice that your mother-in-law gave you. Um, I don't know. I feel like Joe always tells me that, like, when I'm feeling, like, that mom guilt, that the kids, like, really, like, they're not going to remember if you cut their sandwiches, like, in triangles or if you cut it, you know, normally. They're not even going to remember, like, the times, like, you may have been, like, a hot mess express. Um, They're really just going to remember, like, all, like, the fun, loving, goofy times. Uh, So, you know, I just try and tell myself that while my eight-year-old is saying you know that like hey mom worst mom ever because like I won't let her have a Facebook at eight go figure (laughs) meanwhile Nick is 10 and I'm so tired of him using my phone to video chat with his friends so thinking hey let's stop I I have the perfect solution Facebook has this kids messenger and all you got to do is have a regular Facebook and you just block it so that you can't like you know go willy-nilly and uh, guess who doesn't talk to that friend anymore because he doesn't want to have his own Facebook messenger because I guess it was just more of an advantage to take mom's phone to do it instead of <laughs> him using it. So tell her Facebooks are for losers and she doesn't want to be a loser. Okay, well, I'll let her know what Aunt Rachel said, but like, I'm not even exaggerating. Me and Joe were unloading the groceries the other day and she was on our front porch and she was like, you're the worst mom ever, like across the yard, okay? And I literally just looked up at her. And I'm not going to lie, I was like a little salty because I was like, this girl really just said I was the worst mom ever, like in front of the whole entire town. <laughs> and so I literally went, well, I guess I'm doing a good job then because um, that's being a mom. So there's that. Um, and that's when I realized that I'm not June Cleaver from leave it to beaver and i'm more of like a roseanne connor mom because i was like pretty much yelling at her across our yard and joe was like the neighbors are looking what are you doing and i was like i don't even care yolo (laughs) yeah no i'm definitely a roseanne you are fed you have a roof and you are loved that is all you need boo nick thinks he should live this like bougie life and i really think it's because for a while my mom guilt was turning into gifts. Like every time that I felt like I was lacking in something, I would try making it up by giving more. And um, yeah, that's not the solution. Yeah, I'm just glad my kids aren't verbal enough to critique me yet because I'm sure they'd have a lot to say. I don't know, I think once they start critiquing, it becomes funny. It's like, oh shit, they notice. It's kind of like you bounce it around your head nine or 10 times. It's even funnier because they're critiquing the shit that you don't plan on budging on. It's like, they're not going to critique the, you didn't cut my sandwich perfectly. They're going to judge on, I didn't get Skittles with my lunch. What's wrong with you? It's like, oh, yes. I'm giving you Skittles. Sorry. (laughs) Yes. True. I mean, the body language critiquing is funny enough. So I'm sure the sass and dramatics will only add 
and get better once they get older and more aware. But yeah, I just, I can't wait. And I can't wait. It's like a double-edged sword. It's like, you can't wait, you're excited. But then you're like, you know what? I can wait because I don't want to hear it either. It's just like a, I don't know. Yeah, it's like a, it's definitely interesting the first time they do it though. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. So the point we're looking at is to never let your expectations cause you guilt about your reality. Each stage you will naturally make new expectations, even as they get older and you know more, even though you plan on to not make expectations, you're going to continue to do so. Um, just remember the big picture. Those sandwiches won't be remembered. Those perfect Pinterest parties will only last on pictures. And sometimes you're going to feed your kids nuggets three times a week just so they eat something. True that. That's my life right now. So thanks for chilling in the tribe talk with us. It's been real. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode with your mom spurts. And don't forget to subscribe. So you never miss an episode, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, just search the Mommy Tried Podcast. And if you have a topic that the Mom Spurt should chat about, be sure to DM us. We look forward to chatting with you guys soon.